We all have a really terrible image of Blaze's mom. (laughs) (laughs) So we, uh, like it was at the end, I think it was Monday of last week or something like that. Like I felt like God was bringing it up and I was like, oh man. And like uh, last night when we were praising or when we were praying at the tattoo shop, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, we become uh, like the things that we judge in others. So the whole, like, you spot it, you got it thing, you know? And it's not wrong for the Holy Spirit to allow us to see things that are, like, other people are struggling with or the church is struggling with. But how we respond to that dictates whether it's, like, love or whether it's sin, you know? And so, like, uh, God has given me this super heavy scripture, and I know I can totally relate to it at times in my life, and I'm sure there's still areas in my life I don't even know. But uh, I could do like a whole study on this and like read all these scriptures that are amazing that I feel like God's given me. But I know that's not how we do things. So we're just going to discuss it what? and see what the Holy Spirit says. The scriptures. Well, I'll share some scriptures for sure. So uh, the main scripture is, you know how we're talking about just the revelation of us becoming like children and we enter into the kingdom like children, right? Which is in the Gospels. Matthew 18 is one of them. So it says, then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So as anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. So we're always talking about, like, it's our simple faith in Jesus that we're entering into the kingdom, right? So the part God's been speaking to me about this last week is in our own woundedness, in our own brokenness, like, we'll judge other people, and instead of welcoming them into the kingdom through faith in Jesus, we're casting judgments on them that's preventing them from entering into the kingdom. And that's what's so destructive about religion. Like, religion is like, hey, you need to get your crap together, and then you're worthy of God's love. And God's all, that's not at all the good news, you know. He's like, I'm actually wanting that person to have a greater revelation of Jesus so they can enter into the kingdom, not get your path together so you can enter in. Like, put your faith in Jesus so you can get cleansed from your sins so you can. So the access has already been granted. Does that make sense? So God was showing me, here, I'll give you, just give you an example. I'm just going to cut to the chase. So I've shared this before, but I had a friend of mine that, uh, like was praying over the tattoo shop stuff and there was this girl that came up as she was praying and she had this dream and everything and she was like you know like this dream and this girl's like kind of bad news and it's kind of leading guys like into like distraction and off of Jesus and this and that and like you need to do something about it you know and so as I was and she felt completely justified because she felt like she was getting revelation from God of why it's justifiable to judge this person you know and we all do it you know and so she got super frustrated at me and she was like dude like you know like what's your deal like I told you God's saying this and I'm like I'm not doubting that's God's showing you something but I think the interpretation is you're receiving it in brokenness you know what I'm saying and so um she got frustrated at me I just you know, stayed the course and standing in faith over the whole situation. And I'm like, dude, you need to lay down your life and pray for that girl instead of like trying to keep her away to protect yourself and the people around you, which was jealousy, brokenness, all of that, you know? 
And so, uh, and she didn't realize what she was doing is she was actually keeping that girl out of the kingdom because she was saying, hey, you need to do something in order to cause me not to feel threatened before you're welcomed here. Mm -hmm. Are you guys following me so far? Yeah. Yeah. And so she came to me after getting frustrated after a couple of days, getting mad actually, and she goes, uh, dude, God totally showed me it was the enemy, and it's like judgment. And I was like, yep. And I'm all, God wants you to stand in faith for her, so she is, God can wash her off of those things that he's showing you she's battling with, not so you can justify your judgment against her, right? And so uh, I think literally that day, like that girl called her and said, hey, will you mentor me? And she called me and she was like, dude, I'm a freaking idiot. She goes, if I would have continued with that line of thought, using the revelation to justify judgment, I would have pushed this girl away and I would have lost somebody that God's called me to disciple. And I'm all, yup. You know, and so the scripture that God's been giving me, this is like kind of a, a big word too, because I know it's for the church. It says, if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Isn't that gnarly? Yeah. <laughs> and that's Jesus saying that. So he's saying your judgments and your battles with religion when you're preventing other people from receiving the good news of Jesus, he's all, you're preventing them from coming to me, and it would be better if you had a millstone tied around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. And I was like, that's so freaking crazy. And he goes, and I'm like building up, I'm like putting together a remnant that's standing in faith for the capital C church and repenting on behalf of the church where they've been justifying judgment in the name of religion, which has actually been keeping the world out of the kingdom mm -hmm. instead of ushering them into the kingdom. And they saw, but I am a righteous judge, and my judgment, like when I judge, it's to bring people to salvation, and it's to bring people to Jesus, not to keep them out of the kingdom. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so I have all of these stories and scriptures that the Holy Spirit's just been like downloading like since last mm -hmm. night. I could share and share and share, but the gist of what I feel like he's saying is that. He's like, any judgments that we feel justified in to where in our own brokenness, we're like, hey, like, we don't even realize we're sabotaging one another because of that judgment or that fear of us getting left alone or us being abandoned. We're actually preventing other people from entering into the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so one of the stories God was showing me is like, Dude, I get pissed off at people. Like, I did it all the time in the Old Testament. Like, love doesn't mean, like, not getting angry or whatever, that there's no wrath or whatever, you know? And he's all, but what I love is I love the heart of David. You know, I love how David was like, dude, I'm, I refuse to defend myself. I'm going to continue to lay down my life for Saul, even though he's trying to kill me. God's like, I love that. I love Moses. So he's like, you know what? God... Yes, they're freaking idiots and they're worshiping other gods and they're going against what you just told them to do. But, God, please don't come down on them. God's like, I love it when people lay down their life for somebody else to receive my mercy. And he's like, that's why Jesus is Jesus. You know, and He's giving us that same heart to where we can carry that compassion for other people. When we're like, yeah, I see the crap that they're doing, but, God... Show them the same mercy that you've shown me in the name of Jesus. Show them the same love and the grace that you've shown me, you know? And I know God's dealing with brokenness in us 
to where not only are we living in the kingdom, but we're that constant invitation for other people to enter into the kingdom, you know? And one of the words that he was giving me last night was uh, when Moses got frustrated with the people and he like hit the rock, you know? And God's like, you're out. You're not gonna enter into the promised land because you misrepresented me. And God's all, there's so many people in the body of Christ that aren't in the kingdom because of that exact thing. And I was like, that's so gnarly. Do you guys know that story? You know that story? Well, he got pissed off and was like, ah. So right? he was like, I'm sick. God's sick of you guys freaking complaining. Like, stop complaining, which literally happened. But it wasn't what God was saying right then. Yeah. So it was him. And it was his false representation of God's judgment. And it's not to say there isn't judgment. There is judgment. But when we're coming to conclusions without the Holy Spirit, that's what God's talking about. And this morning when I woke up, as soon as I woke up, I heard God saying, what I'm talking to you about is this spirit of judgment. It's demonic. And he's all, there is a righteous judgment where you're, like God's judging in order to bring people to him, not in order to like you know condemn people. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so freaking crazy. So he's like, I'm teaching the body how to like, be led by the Holy Spirit to where we're not making judgments in our own understanding. We're making judgments according to what the Holy Spirit's doing, which ultimately looks like love. Yeah. Are you guys following? Mm-hmm. So I got a bunch of other scriptures and stuff that I could share, but like, that's the gist of what I felt like God's saying. And so, Lord, I just thank you, God, we're uh, in our own brokenness, God, and just the church's own brokenness, Lord, that uh, we've made judgments and we've dictated whether people were worthy or not worthy, God, of, of your mercy and your grace. I just, uh, I felt led to repent, God, on behalf of the church, Lord, and myself, God. I just repent on behalf of the church. And I'm reminded of a word God gave me where he said, there's so many people that I've called leaders that will never enter into leadership. And I said, why? And he said, because any judgment they have against leaders will disqualify them from coming into the maturity that I've called them to come into. And Lord, we just repent of any judgments that we've made towards the church, God, towards leader, towards leaders, towards governments, towards whatever, God. Any conclusions that we've come into where we've just uh, made a judgment on somebody else. We just repent, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord. And I just repent on half of the, the capital C church, Lord. I thank you how you're continuing to to free us up, Lord, that we can enter into the kingdom and we wouldn't be a stumbling block, God. We would be an open invitation for all, Lord, to put their faith in you, to receive the grace and the mercy, Father, that you gave your son for them to obtain, Lord. And I thank you for victory over any religiosity in our own lives or even in the church, God. And I thank you how you're calling people to repentance, turning back to you, Jesus, so they can access what they've been longing and looking for this whole time, Lord. And just ask the
the Holy Spirit to show you if there's anybody that you haven't even realized that maybe you've passed a judgment on, including yourself. You've deemed yourself unworthy of the kingdom, or you've deemed yourself unworthy of God's love or His grace or His mercy. God, we just break off the spirit of judgment this morning in Jesus' name, God. We no longer want to lean on our own opinions of anything, God. We want to be led by you, Holy Spirit, in every thought, every emotion, every relationship, God. Spirit, that you would just uh, give us discernment, God, where that thing's had any agreement in our life and we haven't even recognized it, Lord. I thank you how you're freeing us from information, that we would function from revelation, God. We don't want information about people that's coming from the enemy. We want revelation from you, God. And I thank you that your word says that the yeah, the Holy Spirit convicts us, Lord. you convict us of Holy Spirit is judgment because the enemy has already been judged and I pray in my life any areas where I've struck the rock like Moses did and disqualified myself from entering into the kingdom in that specific situation or that specific person's life, God. I just turn to you. I pray you would wash me off and empower me, Lord, to not judge but love with your love, God, that I would be an invitation to that person, God. I would be an invitation in that situation. I'd be an open door for that person to enter into the kingdom. I pray any brokenness in us from our past, God, any fear of abandonment or being left behind or insecurities or jealousy towards other people, any ambition, God, we break all of those things off this morning in Jesus' name, Lord. Does anybody get anything? When you said the enemy has been judged, it was like, oh my gosh, because I felt like the thing I was going to share. Judge not that you uh, judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So that's the spot if you got it right. Is that kind of what you guys were saying when you were saying spot if you got it type of a thing? It's not because it was. <laughs> another one in the back. I know, and then I was like, 
just got I went through a whole mental exercise right now. I'm just like, <laughs> can you repeat? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so the moral of the story is like spot it, you got it. That's the whole thing. So last night, like all week, God's been speaking to me about that super heavy scripture of if you're keeping other people from entering in the kingdom, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And he's all because you're inviting the enemy to judge you because of your judgment towards them. Mm-hmm. And the church has been doing it for years mm-hmm. in the name of religion. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me assess what's going on in this situation. And this person needs to do something in order to receive grace. Mm-hmm. And it's not true. Mm-hmm. But when we're like, God, I'm not going to try to understand the situation. I'm going to trust you and allow you to show me what you're doing and what you're saying and then function from that point. So you're functioning from a place of revelation, not from a place of judgment. And so another way of putting it is the knowledge of good and evil. Like when we're eating of the knowledge of good and evil and we're leaning on our understanding, we're trying to be our own gods, right? Mm-hmm. So we've been freed to eat of the tree of life. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that there isn't good and there isn't evil. Mm-hmm. There is. But God's the one that dictates that, not us. And it doesn't mean God won't show us, hey, that's freaking evil. You know, but when we're coming to those conclusions apart from the Holy Spirit, it's sin. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's literally a scripture here, I'll pull it up really quick. That talks about in uh, I think it's Romans fourteen, and it says, Anything that's done in the Passion Translation, it says, Anything that's done out of faith is sin. I'm like, that's a freaking crazy scripture. And I'm like, how? And he's all, because you're not doing it from the kingdom. And the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Anything that's done, conclusions, judgments, anything that we're coming to, opinions, whatever, that's outside of the Holy Spirit, it's not God. It's us playing at being God, even in the name of God, trying to help other people. And then we're actually stumbling blocks that are preventing other people from receiving a greater revelation of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit's the only one that can give a greater revelation of Jesus. Because he's the spirit of truth. You know? Okay, you can pee. The image is the same as in the garden, right? So once I come from that place, I am hiding already. And I am already confused and I am blaming. So the moment that I see or notice myself judging, I can already know that I already have judged myself because I'm only doing it again now to protect myself. It's really like I'm sitting in the bush. God is saying, hey, where are you, Roth, right? And I'm like, um, over here. Um, <laughs> don't look too closely, though. And why are you there? Well, because she, you know, you gave me her. And it's, you know, it's that same image. Mm-hmm. So you spot it, you got it. It's not, you're going to get it. Right. You already have it. And it's coming out of that, right? Every of one of my opinions, every one of my viewpoints are all just designed to protect myself. Yeah, and it's all motivated by fear. And it's separating me from God, too. And it's separating me from my own identity. And it's separating me from the people around me. It's that that cut and dry. I can't can't do both. No, exactly. And at any given moment in time, we're being led by something, you know. And it's coming against the intimacy that we've been given with the Holy Spirit, which is... The, the gnarliest thing. You know? Like it's coming, it's a reflection pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to say that we're not going to receive revelation, like God's not like, hey, 
like, uh, you know, that person, blah, 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 blah. It's yes. what we do with the information, you know. Something you said that blew my mind, and I put it in my church notes. Um, I'm a good person. Um, yes. You, uh, I'll never, it, it blew my freaking mind when you said this. The good is just as bad as the evil when eating from the tree of knowledge. Because I thought, like, my judgment, if it's positive, it's okay. Like, it's only when I'm thinking bad about somebody, but no, it's like, it's, whether it's good or bad, it's still eating from that, the tree of, like, exactly. you know, like, it's, it's not, it's not good. For sure. But, and there's so much that's done in the name of God that's just human intentions yeah. and putting God in it. It's yeah. like trying to do the right thing and God to bless it. And God's like, you're missing the whole point yeah. of how bad you need a Savior. <laughs> and I feel like in my life what it really comes down to is God gives grace to the humble. If I'm coming to any conclusions in my own understanding, I'm putting faith in my ability to figure something out. And Seven and I were talking about it, but it's cool in Proverbs 3 in the Passion Translation. Instead of saying, don't lean on your understanding, it's talking about don't lean on your own opinions. And God's like, any opinions you come to at any given moment in time, you're ignoring me and you're putting faith in your own understanding and that's what you're choosing to put your faith in. And it will lead you astray every time and the fruit sucks. Yeah. You know? And so, uh, does anybody else want to share anything while I pull up the scripture? Go for it, Chester. Hebrews 4. The entering into the rest. All of God's work has been accomplished from the foundation of the earth. So, I don't know. Maybe I need to let it simmer more. <laughs> yes. But, but what you were saying, right, it, it flows into that, or it's connected, right, because I have to completely surrender to God in order to come to that rest or else I will be working for myself, right? Yeah. And this agreement with God's reality, right, is not possible if I'm still looking at this reality. Exactly. And here there's no rest. I will be worried, afraid, anxious about all kinds of things. Be full of guilt and shame, right? Yep. And only in that rest... What do I rest in that it's already done? Yep. Then you can go back to thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Yes, exactly. Or what you already have accomplished. Right? right, which is entering into the kingdom. Yep, absolutely. That's so rad. So the scripture in Romans 14, it says, this is the Amplified Version. It says, as for the man who is a weak believer, welcome him into your fellowship but not to criticize opinions or pass judgment on his scruples or perplex him with discussions. What's scruples? Scrupulous. What does that mean? No idea. Okay. Nitpicky, maybe? Should I ask? Thinking process. Yeah. What's that? Thinking process. So his thinking process. Scruples. And so then it goes on to talk about, and this scripture is talking about like, you know, people that are eating whatever they want to eat, that whole thing. But there's just a couple of really cool scriptures in here. It says, who are you to pass judgment on and censure another's household servant? It is before his own master that he stands or falls. And he shall stand or be upheld, for the master of the Lord is mighty to support him and make him stand. 
So God's like, hey, if I started to work in this person, who the hell are you to judge them? You know, like you stand in faith and strengthen them, even though they're weak in their faith. You stand in faith to strengthen them. Don't you start to criticize them or pass judgments on them, mm -hmm. you know? And it says, none of, I love this one of my favorite scriptures. It says, none of us lives to himself but to the Lord. And none of us dies to himself but to the Lord. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So then whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Why do you criticize or pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you look down or despise your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. And so each of us shall give an account of himself, give an answer in reference to judgment of God. Then let us no more criticize and blame and pass judgment on one another but rather decide and endeavor never to put a stumbling block or an obstacle or a hindrance in the way of a brother. Mm -hmm. so, Wait, which one was that? That was Romans 14. That's the Amplified Version. Uh -huh. And then at the very end of that chapter, I can share so many scriptures that are basically saying the same share thing. Share all of them. No. <laughs> but, uh... Um, so, this is the last scripture in Romans 14. It says, for whatever does not originate and proceed from faith is sin. That's a freaking crazy scripture. Say that again. Whatever, okay. For whatever does not originate and proceed from faith is sin. Whatever is done without a conviction of its approval by God is sinful. So that whole chapter, what it's basically saying is, who the hell are you to judge anybody else? Yeah. One person can do one thing, and it's not sin, and one person can do the same thing, and it is sin. Because one person's being led by faith. So he's all, who are you without the Holy Spirit to judge anything? Yeah. And that's what confuses the crap out of us and frustrates us, you know? Because God could be like, dude, like, I'm, you know, whatever. Like, this is what love looks like. That guy needs to go to jail. And for another person, God's like, no, I want to show mercy. And if we're using our own conclusions to dictate mm -hmm. what's right and wrong, we're not being led by the Holy Spirit, which is the ultimate sin. You know? And religion, where we're like, okay, here's the situation. This is what the Bible says. I'm going to use my own understanding to try to fix it. God's like, dude, you're, I don't know who you're doing that for, but it's not for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I want you to trust me so I can lead you with what yeah. love looks like in that scenario. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, like, in the last year, um, I got into judging a situation because, um, you know, and and I thought I was right, and I wanted to bring the truth to them, you know, and it's like, well, you're a Christian, you should know this, you know, and, you know, I was doing it because, you know, I thought motivated from love, you know, but then the Lord showed me, and it kept backfiring on me because they weren't receiving it, you know, and it's like, what? You know, this is what the Word says, you know? this is what the word says and you know so like black and white you know and and then the Holy Spirit so I had to walk through this whole thing and it backfired on me because I wasn't judging I was judging them and so um, you know then I moved from you know a good place of like loving them to give them the truth to to you know like being agitated because they didn't get the truth you know right. and so it went it took its toll you know and so then the, the Holy Spirit showed me, and he said, he said, just because you, you know truth, just because you can read the word and you get the, 
you know, it says, you know, do not, thou shalt not. He said, not everybody is, is, is at that place where they can receive truth. Yeah. And I, thought, I saw, well, I was trying to do the Holy Spirit's job, you know, and bringing this truth to them, you know, and like, can't you see, this is light, this is truth, and, and I had to repent of it, and, and I saw, you know, like, oh my gosh, how many times have I done that? And then tied into that at the same time, I think the scripture will tie it in. So Jesus says that he was hung on the cross. Well, he made intercession for the transgressors, which is really cool. And then it says that in the same verse, it says that he, um, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And I said, well, I always wondered about that saying, you know, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. What does that really mean? And, and the Lord said to me, he said, I was saying, Father, forgive them until they recognize their need for forgiveness. And it put a whole different slant yeah. on it for me. It was like, wow, you know, so really be intercede, you know, keep interceding until they come into that understanding right. of their need, and then the Holy Spirit will bring truth into their life. Ooh, yeah, when they're that's ready. good. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I keep, the thing is, is when we're not, like, walking in faith, like it's saying it's sin, and I feel like the reason that it's sin is, say, for instance, I can be around somebody, and I'm like, dude, like that, I feel, like, spiritual pride so strong right now, and I'm like, I recognize, or I feel witchcraft, or I feel whatever, like, I recognize it, like, so strong right now, and that person's totally, like, oppressed by, you know, like, uh, spiritual pride or whatever, and then, like, I go on. And then the Holy Spirit will like bring me back, and He's like, "Dude, you just you're gonna leave it like that." He's all, "If you leave it like that, you're the one that's bound by the spiritual pride or the yeah. witchcraft." Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. "Wait, I didn't do anything." <laughs> and He goes, "When you leave it, like glorifying what the enemy's doing, and you're not acknowledging me and what I've done, there's an open door because of your judgment." And I'm like, "Oh my God, I'm the one that's in spiritual pride because I was judging that person for their spiritual pride." And that's all. <laughs> yep. You know, that's what all spotted. You got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the scary thing is, there's nothing we can do with the fact that the information is going to be there. People are battling with crap. You know, but what we do with it, like somebody gave that word Jimmy did about the whole black and white thing. All right, seven, you were giving that word. Zebra, yeah. Yeah, the zebra thing. Yeah. No, but seven gave a word the other day about like black and white too. Mm-hmm. And like I've been told my whole life, like, dude, everything's so black and white. And I'm like, it's Jesus or it's not. Like, and I don't, I can't apologize for that. Like, I'm so yeah. grateful for that revelation. Yeah. And so God's like, it's not the information, it's what you're doing with the and that what that's basically saying is if we're not standing in faith we're not walking in love and that's what we're being held accountable that's the new covenant that we're under which is we're going to carry one another's burdens and we're going to love people and it's impossible without faith in Jesus you know and so yeah that's such a good word though and because there's so much stuff that we do we talk about this all the time but uh, I've heard God say before you'll know you're under the spirit of judgment because you feel judged. And I'm like, dude, that is so freaking sneaky. So anytime you feel judged or you feel, you know, whatever, he's all, you're actually under it. And that spirit will justify you judging other people and not loving them, just like Roth said, justifying self-protection. And like I just read that scripture, to live is living for God, to die is dying for God. 
anytime we're protecting self, it's not God, you know? And he's giving us freedom over that to where we can be motivated by, by love, you know? See, the, the way I, I picture it is, and you know, the way we were brought up, literally black and white. You know, my mom used to say, if you read anything other than a King James Bible, you're going to help. She meant it. You know, she did that time. I almost blew tea off so my nose. Would you say? I almost blew tea off my nose. Well, I think and, and so me, it was only two more books I opened up instead of the. Well, it's a good thing we all read the King James version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at it, judgment and God's part is a good thing, it's a blessing. Yeah. And because it says, if you judge yourself, He says, I won't have to judge you. And so if you're judging yourself, if you're looking at yourself, it's a blessing to get from God because that's keeping you from sin. It's keeping you from darkness. It's keeping you from the pain of what the enemy wants to do. Let me, let me read this to you because this is the first scripture. It, it, it came up to me. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because it, um, it does not believe in him. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. And that's what you're saying. The ruler of this world is judged. And the Holy Spirit, Lord says, he needs to come so he can convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Because if he doesn't convict it, how are people going to know? It's a blessing for that conviction to come. It's not like, hey, you're going to turn or burn. It's saying, you don't realize you're walking in darkness when you can be walking in light. And that conviction upon our own heart and saying, don't you realize what you're doing? It's like, no, God, I don't realize. Well, this is what happens. It's like, oh my God, forgive me. I'm sorry for this. And the design of the Holy Spirit is to take us out of the out of the demonic, out of darkness, and put us into children of light unto the Lord Jesus. And we have it all versed around, well, I don't want my parents to judge me, I don't want this person to judge me. That is the judgment of the world, the judgment of hell. But a judgment of God and of heaven is good. It's made to transform you where you accept it in and go, thank you, Lord. I see that. Otherwise, if I didn't know that, I'd keep walking that same pathway. But because you're showing me what's going on, I'm going to learn. I'm going to move. And what is the opposite of judgment is mercy. It's his mercy that, that comes in and changes us so we get a true picture of what's really going on. And it's, it's really a blessing if you look at it that way. Or you can just freak out and go, no, 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 no. But for us to judge ourselves so he doesn't have to judge it, how do we know to judge ourselves? It's this Holy Spirit that says, hey, you realize you're doing this and you shouldn't be doing that. It's like, well, thank you. I didn't know that. Or I did and you caught me. On my part, it's usually... I know it, but I didn't want to think about it. You know, but then when you face it, face it, it's like, okay, I got to see it. What am I gonna, what am I gonna do with it? Does that make sense? For sure. I feel like uh, one of the things that God's saying too is, like in the garden, like what Roth was talking about, is what we've fallen victim to is judging God, and we're yeah. like, oh, I can't trust God because He's not looking out for my best interest. So that's what keeps us out of the kingdom is our judgments against God because we don't believe the things that God allows to happen in our life is love, you know? So this is the scripture that uh, I wanted to, like, kind of finish with or whatever, and we'll do a prophetic exercise. 
Selfish love each of you share for one another is increasing and overflowing. We point to you as an example of unwavering faith for all the churches of God. We boast about how you continue to demonstrate unflinching endurance through all the persecutions and painful trials you are experiencing. You guys following me so far? So he's like, I'm pointing to you guys being like, these guys are freaking awesome. They're the epitome of what church should look like. Because life is sucking and they're going through hard stuff, but nothing is causing them to back down from their faith in Jesus, regardless of what it costs them. Back to the Romans 14, like whether we live or die, it's like for the glory of God, right? You guys following me? And so it says, uh, all of this proves that God's judgment is always perfect. And it's intended to make you worthy of inheriting the kingdom of God, which is why you are going through these troubles. Dang. Is this where kind of like a fear of God kind of comes yes, in? Yes, 100%. And without the fear of God, we're making decisions dictated upon what's best for us, and we dress it up to be something God. That is yeah. the truth. It's so like, that scripture is saying... God, what I feel like he's saying is, I'm setting you free from judgments you've made against me, which are justifying you living and looking out for yourself, which keeps you out of the kingdom of God. Anytime we're self-protecting, we're like, I need to defend self. Exactly what he was talking about in the garden. I need to cover myself. So he's breaking off any judgments we've made against God to where it's like, hey, there's no trial, no tribulation that's coming against me that God's not going to use to actually push me deeper into the kingdom of God so I can be led by what he's doing and by what he's saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, did you have a question? Comment. What was we don't, we don't believe it because we haven't experienced it. Yeah. Like we're born in a separated state from God, and so we haven't experienced his love. So it's freaking hard to believe. Yeah, 100%. It's like, it doesn't match any of our experiences, even if we had great moms and dads. Yeah. Which you obviously didn't have. I know, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) No, but really, right, so I I just don't believe it, right? God must be one of those crooks that I've experienced up until now. Right. He can play really nice, but there must be something there, right? Right. To by faith, like, receive that love. Yep, for sure. Yeah, and the trippy thing I feel like God is saying is religion, we were talking about this the other day, our good intentions as moms, because we're all moms here, but our good intentions as moms <laughs> is we want to help our kids so they can get their crap together and like experience the fullness of what God has for them. And even though that it looks like love, 
it actually hinders them because we're not coming them to them with the good news that you can trust Jesus. We're coming to them as God doesn't approve of you because of your sin. So you need to perform better and then come to God. So we're making judgments because we're not trusting God. Because in reality, what we're doing is we're judging God in that situation. And we're not coming to them with the good news. So we're becoming that stumbling block in that circumstance. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? No. So if we're not trusting Jesus, we're actually judging God. And we're trying to help other people get worthy of God's love. And we think it's God. 90% of the church is probably doing that. We're like, okay, God, like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to like, hey, dude, you need to stop drinking because if you stop, if you don't stop drinking, blah, 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 you yeah. know, and by the way, like, you can trust Jesus. And it's like, you're a freaking liar. I don't believe you can trust Jesus. <laughs> I just, believe that I can trust me. you not sinning. Yeah. You just slime me with your feelings and you're like, oh, throw God in there. And what I literally did, which is so freaking scary, is I am saying you can't trust God until you stop sinning. Right. And what I just did is that scripture. I said, hey, you can't enter into the kingdom right now because my judgment's against your sin. It's kind of like a backhanded blessing. 100. It's a <laughs> curse. Yeah. We're cursing that person because yeah. we've grown Absolutely. up in religion and we're yeah. keeping the people out because our judgment's against God. So good. Which is so freaking crazy. And we all do it all the time. Yeah. And God's like, I'm setting you free from those judgments to where you're coming to people and you're like, hey, man. Dude, you can trust Jesus with your drinking. This is what he wants to set you free from. He's already paid the price. I'm the fruit of it. You can trust him. And you're like, oh, do, 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 do. And I just entered into the kingdom in that area, and I just received victory. Wait, what were you like? Do, 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 Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you have to do it if you want to. Right, that's the only way to enter in. Like, when I got earlier, like, when you were talking about, like, the exercise that we did, like, if we, like, check ourselves out or disqualify ourselves, which I've done. And then, like, coming to group last night, like, sharing my heart, like we all do, like, sharing our hearts, it's like, the heaviness that's on our hearts, whatever, and then, like, our own brothers, like, turn around and judging us, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, there comes Matthias, he's this, or hey, here comes Andrew, or here, whoever it is, you know, and then just not loving on them from where they're at. And it, it is hard, because, you know, we do get complaints, and we do get in our own ways, and we can't get out of our own ways, and we try to make it like, oh, like you said, you got to get your crap together before you come to God. It's like, Right. Where was I at before I came here, you know? Like, I was a wreck. I'm still a wreck, you know? <laughs> and then it's like so. looking at, like, because sometimes it's like, oh, my gosh, what you're going through or battling with whatever is, like, super gnarly. Yeah. So it's like our faith getting built because it just seems like, oh, my gosh, you need to do something about right. this, right? But then I've noticed that whenever I will say, act Whenever I'll redirect the focus back to that person, even if it seems like, oh, just just surrender or like just give it to God or just like do these things. And those are all well and good, but in the right spirit, like I'm putting the pressure on like, okay, you aren't doing this and you really need to do this rather than redirecting them to faith in Christ that they can trust what God is doing. And then it makes them do what you did where they're like, you mean I can really trust Jesus? And they focus on him and then that's what whatever. So I'm feeling like I'm coming because I hate giving people dry crumbs. And I realize it when the words just fall flat of like, but what, how do I fix this? How do I give them words of life? Like that the Holy Spirit's saying, and I feel like it's a process obviously. And I'm not always going to feel like it's like super inspired, but 
my faith first, I first need to believe that, like that yeah. they can, and I feel like my faith needs to be built in order for me to say it and then have it have the power, and that's, I feel like, what God's doing, you know? Yeah, it is what he's doing, and that's what that scripture is saying. We were talking about it last night. If we start embracing everything that we're going through and all the attacks of the enemy as gnarly as it is, like Matthias was talking about the other night, like, if we start embracing it, we're like, God, you're going to work this together for good. And I need this victory. That's literally exactly what you're saying. You're like, I need these victories because what God's doing is he's establishing my authority over the enemy so I can be in the kingdom regardless of the circumstance I'm in. How much spiritual attack was Peter in when he was about to get hung on the cross? I can't imagine what was happening in the spirit. How, if his flesh wasn't dead there was anything in him that was like, hey, look out for yourself, it would have been a completely different story. But all the victories, all the things that he had gone through to get to the place to where he's like, hey, you're going to kill me, but you know what? I'm still living for God's glory. Hit me upside down. Like, how dead was that guy of himself to live for the glory of God in his death? Like, that is no joke. So God allows us to go through things to where we're like, I'm dead. This is, I am not going to look out for me. I recognize that thing. I'm not going to agree with it. God, I'm living for your glory and I'm laying down my life for this person. That's who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And that's where he's bringing us to, you know? So. <laughs> look, look, she's giving you the one eye. Here comes a question. No. Okay. I don't want to receive that as being my destiny. I'm sorry. Having complete joy and righteousness in the Holy Spirit, regardless of your circumstance, is your inheritance, though. Doesn't mean that that's how you're going to go out, but, you know, you're not going to care. It's getting into the weird and scary now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, baby girl. Protecting yourself will definitely be so totally apart from the whole entire word. Actually, it's not apart from the word because we are talking about like children like entering into the kingdom through faith and that whole thing. Can we pray? Is she okay if we? Or can we pray with you or for you? Because we've never done it before. He's asking you, so don't. What? Yeah. <laughs> can we, can we what? pray? Can we? Here, let me share with you a judgment, and this a isn't ju- a judgment towards you. There's one of my favorite like documentaries of all time is about this uh, church in oh it's legit it's actually a documentary in uh, Indonesia or something no it's not Indonesia I can't remember where it's at but it's this guy who has this church over there mm. and this whole entire youth group is led by kids that are that age so they have like five year olds that are actually leading other five year olds to Jesus. And he said, it breaks my heart because in the Western church, which is here, he's saying that people don't have any faith for the Holy Spirit in kids. So they just say, go do your own thing while the grownups like engage in God. And he's all, that is wrong. And so any judgment towards kids and what God's doing in their life and the calling that's in his life is pre- preventing it from manifesting because there's no faith there. Does that make sense? And so we just, can we pray for you and just share what we feel like God's saying? Is that okay? Sure. Okay, cool. Awesome. Real quick before we do that, I just feel like, um, I feel like we just need to like receive victory over religion. Cool. Because I just felt like, you feeling it? yeah, like all of a sudden, like when that whole thing happened where I'm like, I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. And then, 
we like shared something like to explain something and it was like something totally but all of a sudden I was like dude I like checked out hard but I like felt super like distant and a part of and like or not like I don't know just yeah. this whole thing but I I was like Brian's like just ask God where it's coming from because I know it's a word of knowledge for someone here yes and um I'm making I'm making notes to myself right now and I'll tell like I'll tell you more because I don't want to some of it like okay. but um but I felt like it was what happened, like God was showing me that all of a sudden there was a religion that found agreement. So then it, someone had to start striving to try to understand what was being said. Mm. And because the Holy, there was no Holy Spirit like revelation, that person started feeling like super heavy, not a part of like too much information, like a ton of confusion and... Um, yeah, I don't know, just as he was showing me that, I started just feeling like the, like receiving the victory and started like lifting and all of a sudden I felt like, okay, in the kingdom again, you know, but, so yeah, Jesus, just cause that, yeah, like so that everyone can receive whatever, but, um, <laughs> yeah, God. but so yeah, Jesus, we just thank you for just highlighting <laughs> religion and, um, just the spirit of religion and how, you know, it, it sounds good and it, it's can be backed by a million scriptures, but it doesn't matter if the Holy Spirit's not um, leading it. And, and we just thank you for exposing it so that we get to experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit revealing things to us. And um, yeah, we, we just receive victory over that, God. We just thank you um, that you've called us to, to just be led by, by just simple faith in Jesus. And um and that and and like that's it you know and um yeah we just thank you that that the holy spirit unifies the body god and um and we thank you just for whoever's feels like was feeling that or whatever we just thank you for just freedom right now god and and um yeah just redirecting the focus as we just continue to put our faith in you and um and yeah, like you're a part of, you know, and um, and understanding does not qualify. Like I just feel like God's saying, like understanding isn't what qualifies. Like understanding in the flesh or in your head, like isn't what qualifies you as like a daughter, you know, of Christ and um, just like being in the body. You know, it's like the Holy Spirit, and you can trust. Like we can trust Jesus with. The timing of like the Holy Spirit revealing that and so we just yeah we thank you Jesus we thank you for just the things that you have planned for us like right now in this moment and for the rest of the day God and we just receive the freedom um, that's available to us through you dude I was getting the rabbit's revelation when you were praying just now so uh, I'm just going to share with you what I wrote down this might be too much but it makes sense to me so I wrote down because I feel like God was saying it as we we're talking today. Religion comes from the root of religion comes from judgment against God. Mm. So when we're making judgments against God, we're justified in self protection and all that other stuff, right? So, anyways, but the enemy speaks through our understanding to give us a picture of who God is, right? So mm -hmm. we're like, okay, this is my situation. I'm broke. And I need to look out for myself. And I'm going to try to use God in order to get him to provide for me. 
That's mm -hmm. all a picture that the enemy gave us of who God is that justifies us looking out for ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And I put, but God gave us Jesus yeah. to reveal himself to us. So when we're putting our faith in Jesus, we're getting a picture of the truth of who God really is. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And the more we're putting our faith in Jesus, the more we're actually knowing God, which is giving us the ability to trust Him with us and not live and look out for ourselves. Yeah, it's like and, religions like believing that what Jesus did wasn't enough. Yeah. Okay. You know, I feel like, um, like specifically maybe for like what I was feeling, like like when we judge the body of Christ or whatever, the church, you know, or a church, which is like judgment, like that's judging God, right? Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden that judgment is like translated into another situation that kind of like highlights that, I don't know, in a sense. I don't know if that makes sense. Right, yeah. Well, I think all this just coming down to God showing us like, hey, there's something that's leading you that's not me. So let me throw some, kind of throw something else in. Sure. The the because I was thinking I'm more of a get down to the bottom line person. The root of judgment is fear. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, it's fear of what happens. What put Jesus on the cross was fear. The Jews feared the Romans were going to take away what they had. They feared that that the mob, you know, that the people were going to take away. And fear is the number one tool that Satan uses. It's always, it, you'll look back at everything he does goes back to fear. We're afraid this is going to happen. We're afraid I'm not going to get what I want. We're afraid you're going to get something that I'm not going to get. And if you look at that and you think, what's the opposite of fear? And we think, well, fear, the opposite of that would be, you know, resolve and strong. It isn't. The, it says perfect love cast out fear. It's the love that comes in and surrounds, which wipes out fear when you when you enter love into the situation God kind of love it it takes away the power of Satan and darkness where he has it no more and that's where judge is the reason we judge the reason I judge anybody judges is because I'm in fear because you're going to get something that I want or you have it and I don't want it or this is going to happen to you. And that's why we, that's why Christians judge one another that's why the church gets judged it's because it's the Holy Spirit that comes in to show what the reality is of that. Is that you, you see what I'm saying? It's like, explain it, shine a line on it, so the enemy can't have anything to grab a hold of you. That's why this group is so strong. It's because you guys don't let darkness stay in there. You'll, you speak all kinds of weird stuff out. But I mean, <laughs> That's and, true. And the enemy can't, can't hide it anymore because it's true. You know, we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, first round four. And that whole chapter is not talking about, we use that scripture out of context of perfect love casts out fear because with fear comes the fear of punishment. And that whole chapter is about loving other people, mm -hmm. actually that whole book. And God is giving us revelation when we're talking about it that it's about when we're not judging other people and we're standing in faith, then love can have its way. Mm -hmm. And the, the fear of God punishing that person gets pushed away so they can experience the love of God in yeah, us. That's the truth. And God was showing me, dude, there's scriptures where it says, I chastise, I punish the ones that I love. So we use that scripture saying, okay, it's fear to believe that God's going to punish you. And so I have this misconstrued picture of God. And God's like, no. 
it's fear for you to not trust that when God does punish you, it's because he loves you or when he punishes somebody else. So I can be like, that sucks that person's going to jail or they're living on the street, but I'm not going to judge this situation because I believe God is love. God, you show me what love looks like in this situation because perfect love will cast out that fear mm-hmm. so they can re- receive the revelation of God's love. That's good. But when we're looking at it through the filter of our understanding, we're like, oh, you know, that punishment doesn't belong there, this and that and the other thing, because God is love. And God's all, you have no idea what love is. You mm-hmm. have no idea what love looks like unless I show you in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a right so scripture. So you don't judge them. Yeah, that, that's yeah. good stuff. Faith expresses itself in love. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Yeah. All right, here you have to come sit over here. So we Uh-oh. can pray for you. With what the Come on over here. It's going to be 